think back to my past failures, I tend to think of them as a time when I fell backwards. I might take one step forward, fail, and that leaves me two steps back. But what happens when we flip that narrative and see failure as something that moves us forward, not backward? On this episode of Failure Bites, we hear Carmen's story of how she taught herself to overcome adversity and fail forward on her road to success. Well, I'm Carmen Santiago Keenan, um, CEO and founder of It Girl Solutions. As you and I connected, I'm Everything STEM. That's one of my initiatives, one of my passions. I'm here and grateful to speak to you on this topic. I think it's something that's very much needed. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I'm glad. I know you and I have had a lot of really fun conversations. And this idea of failure and growth mindset is kind of always part of that. So what's your failure story? Is there a time that you failed or how have you perceived failure throughout your career? I um, was even afraid to talk about, I was afraid to (laughs) fail at telling you my failure story because honestly, for me, the way that I personally learn and grow, unfortunately, is through failure. That's the best work that God does through me is through failing. Like that's just the way it is. I've been like that my whole life. But for me specifically, I've had to perfect the art of failing and learning how to fail forward. So taking it even more personally, I am dyslexic, but it took up until I was a junior in high school, almost 17 years old for the school system to figure that out. And it was luckily because I was out of the Chicago school system and now into, you know, the Glen Ellen school system in Illinois. And that totally changed my world, those resources and availabilities there. But, you know, it's a very long time to go throughout life thinking that you're straight up stupid. I didn't understand why I was so smart when it came to other things, social studies, English, all these other ways that my brain was able to comprehend. But when it came to math, more specifically, because I'm dyslexic, but mainly with numbers, you know, I just didn't understand. Like I, I understood the problems, but my end result wasn't what it needed to be. I think a lot of it is also cultural. You know, as a Latina, growing up with my grandparents raised me for the first 13 years of my life. It's not that they were mean people. You know, they just didn't know any better. You know, what's dyslexia? They didn't know. I didn't know. And the school system that I was going to in the inner city didn't have the resources to really understand what that was. So with that, I'm going through life interpreting and internalizing that I am stupid. So as I got older and started to understand and became self-aware of what dyslexia was. And again, I was 17 years old, you know, and I'm in tears. And with a lot of that comes shame, comes, you know, all these other things that are precursors to failure, but more importantly, how we deal with failure, right? So I didn't have the emotional landscape to understand how to deal with failure. I definitely wasn't in a home environment that was conducive to teaching me that failure was okay. So as I developed um, and, you know, I moved into the foster care system and my parents and I'm so grateful for these opportunities because that allowed me again to learn and grow in these other ways. So with learning what dyslexia was, um, taking that on and realizing that failure isn't good or bad, it just is. You know, as a human, we internalize these things. And for me, I internalized it as I'm stupid, therefore I'm unworthy, therefore I'm bad. And that stunted me for a very long time, up until I want to say my 30s, up until I got into technology. I kept myself away from opportunities because I believed this lie 
of unworthiness and I was always going to fail because everything involved words and math and I'm stupid when it comes to math and all these things. So, you know, it was once I became self-aware and the understanding of failure isn't good or bad, it just is. And that allowed me to have this different growth mindset that then allowed me to begin the process of understanding, okay, so what is this? You know, and different resources, teachers, you know, I had to learn like, okay, I need to ask questions and it doesn't make me stupid to ask questions. I need to ask questions, you know, and maybe I need to sit with a teacher after class to take a test because I need extra help in that way. But it was really learning how to work with my brain. It's interesting that I find myself in technology because I purposefully then made it something that was purposeful and intentional and in how to retrain my brain. So at a very early age, I had to learn that, okay, I need to take this on and I need to learn to retrain my brain. And for me, that was throwing myself into numbers and words and writing and reading and all these things to retrain my brain. So it's interesting because it sounds like for you know the first part of your life, no matter how hard you worked, there was something preventing you from being successful. And that kind of sets up that stigma of, well, it must just be me. And then suddenly you had a name for it and you had some resources that would help you tackle it. But it does sound like that throughout then your adult life, still seeing that as kind of a psychological barrier to understand that failure doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just it sounds like it had given you the courage to really dig into it and face your failure in a way. Now you kind of had a name for it. You know why you struggled. You could now address that and move forward. But it's also owning that choice, right? Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, as I you know, mentioned to you, I listened to your, a lot of your interviews, all your interviews, and a lot of the biggest takeaways are these things, right? Growth mindset. How do we learn a pivot through the test, right? Where's that testimony through the test? Where's the message out of the messiness? You know, where do we get to that point? And for me, it was at an early age, you know, thankfully through these resources, again, you know, I was at a different school district in the suburbs and it was like night and day, literally. And that's a whole other conversation, right? Of, <laughs> you know, not only do you have a learning disability, so you have to learn in other ways, but then you have to catch up because you were so far behind because you were in the inner city, you know, and you didn't have the same resources and teachings. So as you're working with young people and helping them see their possible paths, how do you take the lessons you learned from going through the, the struggles and challenges and help them achieve their goals? I've had the opportunity to do some public speaking with Lumity.org, and that's actually my talk track is learning to take opportunities. I'm in sales, and for whatever reason, although I'm dyslexic and I struggle with certain things, they take me longer, right? I still, I am intentional of getting them done, but some things take me a little bit longer. I, for whatever reason, workflow technology works with my brain, and it just works. But being in sales and being able to come from that framework i that's what i teach is like hey i love technology everything we do is you know revolving around technology as we know it's important and imperative as we know to get kids in the collective really interested in the wide breadth of technology and so you know a lot of what i talk about is overcoming these things and being able to relate on these you know very vulnerable levels with kids that might be struggling in different ways that do keep themselves back because maybe they struggle, you know, with reading or math or science, and they think, wow, I can't get in technology. That's beyond my comprehension. I'm here to tell you, no, there's this whole side that let me tell you, it's called sales, business development, you know, 
customer service, relationship building. And let me tell you, this is just as important as the technology piece, if not even more so, because it doesn't matter how great the technology is, you need people like myself to bridge that gap, right? To bring it to the masses. And when you talk to kids, you know, as an adult, like saying, listen, I was a foster kid. I struggled. These were my struggles, but this is how you can overcome that. Here's a roadmap to this. If you choose to take these resources, we have this for you. That's been very impactful to my life and from when I hear their lives as well. And like I said, it's, it's a growth mindset. Every day I'm growing and it's something that I tackle every day. Every day I have to make a choice to not be afraid to do something new. I can see how that can be really inspirational for the, the students you work with. You said something that I think kind of ties your whole message up, and it was the idea that everybody has a personal path to success. Through the challenges, through your struggles, through the resources that were provided you, found what you needed to be successful, whether it was more time, whether it was approaching things a little differently or finding a career you enjoy, but finding the aspects of it that work with your skill set. And I think that is a really important lesson for students is not all of us succeed in the same way. And being able to be reflective on what your challenges are and turn those into strengths is what's really important. Absolutely. And that's why you know, when you approach me about this, I love that you're talking about this because it's, when you start peeling back this onion, it's something that leaders need to really grasp. I think it's something that we need to start implementing. You know, you and I talk about mindfulness in the classroom, a lot of things, you know, learning and teaching, you know, that it's teaching that it's okay to fail. It's how we recover from that. You know, I think right now we're in this space of entitlement and people don't know how to fail. You know, and I myself come from that space for different reasons, but, you know, we see that out there in the world and in the school system and, you know, with the way things are moving. And that's scary to me because we need to learn these skill sets. You know, these are human beings. We're turning out people into the workforce, you know, and if we don't learn how to manage and cope with things like failing, disappointments, all these things that walk hand in hand, then they're going to have a very hard time developing and they're going to be stunted. They're not going to have that growth mindset because life isn't easy, right? The one thing the 40 years on this earth has taught me is life is not easy and that's okay. It's how we work through these adversities and challenges that really make us, right? But if we don't even, if we're not even giving our kids that emotional landscape now, knowing what we know now with the data that we have now, ACEs initiative, all these things that we have now to look at, if we don't start making a plan of teaching mindfulness, of teaching, you know, different skill sets on how to manage upsets and successes, right? I think we're, we're going to see some bigger issues down the line, you know? So I, my hope is your podcast, things like this, you know, other stories of all these great people you've had on your podcast really start to shed a light on these things, you know, because it's conversations that need to be had. And like I said, you know, employers need to realize they need to change their emotional climate for their employees. You know, you're not going to have an environment that's conducive to learning and growing and having your best people give their best work if you don't have this space of allowance of failure and progress, right? 
I really do want to thank you for being on. It's great for you to share your story. I know you and I have talked. It's not always easy to share our failures and reflect on them in kind of a public setting, but I think that models for our our listeners and especially our listeners who are students that it's okay. We all do it and you can recover and move forward. Carmen's energy and positive outlook is infectious. I love her view that failure is not good or bad. It just is. She retrained her brain after struggling with dyslexia and developed a growth mindset, a mindset that sees failure as a step in learning process. This view helps her and can help others see purpose in the struggle and move forward. Like Carmen, make the choice every day not to be afraid to do something difficult. Thank you for listening to Failure Bites. Subscribe for the latest episodes and take a moment to let us know how you like the show. This podcast was produced by NIU STEAM at Northern Illinois University. Your future, our focus.